Hello and welcome to Homebrew from Time for Cakes Now with me Bex. And me Eason. And this time we're joined by Kev from the band Flames of the Lizardbirds. Hi Kev. Hello. How are you getting on during the lockdown? Um, Yeah, pretty good. Had a good night's sleep last night. Previous night, the shop below our flat, the antique burger alarm kept going off. Oh no. Yeah. We live <laughs> above a convenience store. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, but yeah, last night was Probably. fine. I think it all got sorted out. So had a decent sleep last night. But yeah, it's a, well, it's not very original to say it's a strange time. But yeah, but um, take each day as it comes. But then, you know, sometimes you're okay. And then sometimes you have like little moments when you're thinking like, what the hell, when's it going to end? Hmm. Kind of thing. But yeah. Apologies to any mockneys um, <laughs> for my accent there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, tell us about Flames of the List Birds. Um, how long have you been going? Well, Flames of the Lizard Birds has been going, I think, for about on and off for about three or four years. But uh, previous to that, um, me and four of the other members were in another band uh, called The Handsome Dead, which was, uh, it, it went pretty well, but then uh, people started leaving, you know, with different commitments. So we, uh, you know, we kind of like went away and then there was a, a few of us left and we thought, yeah, we'll, we'll carry on, but it will just be us four. We'll just be us four. And then um, about a couple of years after doing it um my friend george who had been to like lots of our gigs we basically said you know we we were going to say that it's just going to be us four to make it not complicated but do you want to join and he was like yes yes you know i promise i'll be good (laughs) because he was (laughs) he he knew you know that the the trouble with bands is you know people can have uh different ideas and and then after a while people might want to try something else and and so yeah, there can be funny, funny things. But um yeah, we got him. And then just before the lockdown, we actually got his brother, Harry, to join as well. So he was gonna, you know, we had one practice before lockdown with him in the band, and it was just gonna allow to fill our sound out. But Harry does our artwork as well, the majority mm. of, of artwork for the band. He he does that anyway. So um yeah. It's a shame, really, because I do, you know, I miss practicing and I miss not only we've at the flat here, uh, me and my brother, who's also in the band, um, who who's at the flat with me now. We have uh, equipment here and we record everything bar the drums. So the good thing about that is me and my brother are, uh, we did one song, like a stripped down song. Uh, we did that at the beginning of lockdown, but now we are actually uh, recording some music and not even worrying about how we're going to play it live. <laughs> so it's it's been quite interesting and, and freeing. So we will probably release this as an EP, uh, probably won't even be under the Flames of the Lizardbirds name, we don't know, but um, probably not. It'll probably just be something... You know, it might just be an EP that we do. It might end up being, it depends how long the lockdown goes on for. It could be, you know, it could be an anthology of of uh, a collect, collections of songs. But 
you know, it, it's it's good to have the the creative distraction. And was it easy to maintain your creativity, or you know, was there a bit of a lull? Did it pick up? And certainly, you just said that you've you, you know you're trying something that's slightly different to what you're used to doing. Is that just a product of you know just needing to get the music out of you in some way and just seeing what happens? Yeah, well, we always do. I mean, I do the videos for the the well, the majority of the videos I do for the band as well. So I've got that to work on. And my brother mm. is my brother is the, the he is the main creative force of the music in the band. And usually, and then everybody do will add their own parts to it. But now, yes, to start with, we did the we did the um, like I said, we did the strip down the song. We just kind of just did it to take our mind of things and we worked on that but now it's um it's it, we've finally got we've been tinkering around because we've been tinkering around with uh novation and more uh simp stuff and chopping up recording stuff chopping stuff up uh we've had back we do this sort of thing in flames of the lizard anyway but we always you know keep it calm because uh we've got to play this stuff live and we want to <laughs> want it to sound like it but now yeah, the the song that we uh, finished last week um, is, you know, it it just kept mutating until it got mm-hmm. to the place where it it's just got it's 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 got this nice sound and it was like we we were like you know it, it was exciting for us because we didn't know exactly where it was going to go so um, and we're do- we we've been working on another song this week um, which is it's now it's now functioning quicker because we know now, you know, what we can do, our kind of limitations and yeah, it's interesting. Now, how has the current situation actually fed into your writing? In the future when things are, you know, sort of back to normal, would you be able to look back at the music you're making now and it will feel like uh, the product of the of the lockdown? Um, yeah, well, yes. Yeah, I think the song, the song that we um, finished last week, that's um that's kind of like uh, it's very optimistic sounding but then it's got some uh it's weird me i i do get funny sometimes like describing like the lyrics and the words because i like it to be a bit mysterious but the the song is called yeah it's got a line in it uh which will probably lead to a title where it keeps saying you know now we sing now we sing uh that it's going to be okay which is kind of like you know it it's it's like yeah that kind of optimism that you've got to have and that you can have from from uh singing and music and um i often find that with uh you can hear old songs that you could that you used to sing as a child or you hear old music sometimes songs by the Beatles there's a kind of there's this like bouncy happiness not to all of them but there can be that that part there and this optimism Mm. but sometimes when it's being sung and it it, it, there cannot be this kind of like darkness to it as well I hope I'm making some sense some darkness to it as well where I kind of think like you know yeah you we it's an optimistic song and it and it's kind of it's therapy basically and that the song we did last week uh which I guess will will be called now we sing or something like that um 
it, that that's what that that's what the heart of that is about. And let's be grateful. The the first stripped down song that is that was I think a bit. I mean, you hear the title. Let's be grateful. It just um, I want to write something not not so mysterious. And um, the guitar part that my brother wrote to that, I thought it deserved to have something kind of more honest and and truthful and upfront. So yeah, that is definitely. That was, I think, week one or two of the lockdown when it was, you know, think feelings were very kind of like raw and a bit and and a bit strange. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it will be interesting to look back. How would you describe the type of music that uh, well that that you would normally write, and then how it's changing now? Um. Well, music musically wise, I've already described like you know. Usually, we write. I would say like uh, it's it's difficult <laughs> describing your own stuff. But when we went on a uh, local radio show and the DJ described it as uh, baggy psychedelia, which I thought <laughs> was was quite good because I suppose that is there. There is psychedelic stuff, but we do like good you know i've mentioned the beatles uh david bowie it's things there but it's always like it's nice to have a little twist to it and 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 just to, to you don't just want to recreate something you want to put put stuff on there and kind of push things and then you get like the kind of the treats um of of finding stuff you know like little tweaks and that here and there um so but uh Lyric wise, um, I don't actually think, <laughs> despite apart from that, let's be grateful song. Uh, usually, the the themes of the songs are um, can can be quite dark, or they can they can. Uh, um, it's kind of they can be quite dark because I kind of like to write the words like. Uh, you know, just with part part of the brain, I think like sometimes it's it's nice to push it there. It's nice to twist it. Like I say, it's very difficult for me. It's very it's very <laughs> difficult to me to try and explain. You know, I should just be like David Lynch and just say, you know, whatever whatever you think, <laughs> that's the right thing. That's yeah. the right thing. I like the mist. I I like there always being a mystery uh, mystery in there, and I like and sometimes a dark song. I find or a song that somebody might perceive or lyrics might perceive as being dark. I find it quite funny <laughs> in a kind of like dark, uh, kind of like dark humor kind of way, like a kind of uh, dealing with it. You know, it's so blown up and over the top. So some writers and artists that we've spoken to have have mentioned feeling a bit of pressure to be productive. Um, you know, in in strange and unprecedented circumstances where suddenly people have what seems like an awful lot of free time because a lot of us are stuck at home and a lot of the things that would normally take up our time have have disappeared. Do you feel that pressure and is it difficult to be creative under that pressure? Um, Yes and no. I'd say I don't, uh, well, I don't, 
you know, I'm speaking for my brother as well. I don't think we're struggling to be creative, but I would say the trouble is, I think sometimes you can have your most creative ideas when you're not actually, you know, we could be here on a, on a Sunday. Usually I'm talking about before the lockdown, we could be here on a Sunday and we could be like with, with members of the band or with the whole band. And then we all would then practice in the week together, but we could be there uh, practice and we could be like struggling with something or we just, something's not right. And then as soon as you pack the gear up, you go home, damn, that's, and the idea will come and then mm. and then and so I think maybe I would say that's kind of missing the fact that people have got so much time I know that sounds bizarre but you can you know I could be uh, um I'm being furlonged at the moment but I could be at work and then all of a sudden an idea will come into my head for something um so I think there is that there I think um and you don't want to keep doing stuff too long. I think I don't, I think for long periods of one time, I think with anything, but like creatively, I think it's good to have a little bit of a break because if not, you can start going a bit mad. Well, I do anyway, you can start going like, uh, well, actually, is that good? You can keep to, and maybe you end up tweaking something and tweaking and tweaking it so much. And then, and then you've completely, you've lost the, um, the original idea or the original thread that you want to have running through the thing. So, yeah. yeah. You, so you could overthink it. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've just summed it up in one sentence. Well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but do you miss the group dynamic of being in, you know, a, a rehearsal place with friends and, and the, sort of yeah. the, the, the creative artistic atmosphere that comes in, in those kind of moments that can't be recreated any other way? Definitely. And uh, we can be quite a dysfunctional band and, <laughs> and we have got uh, a bizarre kind of sense of humour a lot. So, yes, I miss that. Um, it's almost like we talk in code sometimes. I don't want to sound too much like David Brent or Alan Partridge. <laughs> I'm talking, <laughs> but, uh, but sometimes we can be, uh, yeah. Uh, we always get there in the end and we work, we do work well together but it's interesting with it just being my brother and myself because it's almost like we're doing we are doing demos but we're putting a lot more whereas we would then take we might take we would work on a demo we might take that give send that out to the band and then we all work on it together we're now saying you know oh right so what would uh, the keyboard player do there? Well, maybe we'll try this and yeah, yeah, put some, play it backwards, you know, and, and, and why don't we, you know, uh, put some, what if the, there was some guitar holding those notes, you know, over the top of that. So yeah, it's definitely, we just got to be careful that we don't get too carried away. If not, we'll get, we might be in lockdown for five years and we only have like one song. <laughs> <laughs> so in the absence of being able to play live, uh, do you have any strategies for um, sort of ongoing promotion for the band that are just sort of focused online, or are, are there new avenues coming up in terms of you know, doing live concerts online? I don't know how that would even work, but um, it, 
what is going to happen if this continues for a long time? You know, are, are people going to have to find new ways to engage with live music and also find new music if the ability to go out to gigs and discover new bands for yourself isn't there? Yeah, well, it's already been happening. I mean, pretty much straight away, people were doing, I mean, we haven't, but people were doing, um, you know, live sets from from their various uh, homes and that stripped down sets uh you know occasionally you get bands where there's more than two people or one pe- person living there and they're they're all working together Here you see all sorts but uh, it's not going to be like it's not going to be like a live gig um the same would be i would say like for going to see a comedian i mean the, you can see live stand-up or a live band and you can watch it on the telly and you can watch it on your phone and your computer but it's not it's not the same which which is a shame um i don't obviously some things will happen there will be virtual gigs i know i heard that um massive attack did a a gig in minecraft uh, <laughs> which yeah which is like, yeah, that's 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 interesting. So, yeah, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> I I can't see us uh, uh, getting big enough to do a gig in my actually in Minecraft. Um, maybe we'll hack it. Um, <laughs> but no, it is sad. I mean, we've got a, a brilliant grassroots venue called the Smokehouse near us, where we've done a lot of gigs. And that's uh, run by people that care about live music. You know, that's their main, they've got a bar in there, but their main thing is, you know, getting bands to put on their own gigs. And uh, they've been very kind to us and loads of bands and, you know, and they're struggling. They're doing a, a crowdfunder at the moment with likes and cool rewards. And it'll be sad to see them and other places vanish. And there's a... Um, there's a music uh, venue trust website that you can go to and venues can actually go there and ask for help. And then you can also don't, then the public can don't, you know, donate to, you know, I think it all goes in a big pot. And then those venues that have asked for help, you know, as long as they qualify, we'll, we'll get some of the money. So, I mean, that that's good, but it, it depends. I mean, if, if we're still like this, I mean, we actually only, we were, um, we'd sent off for some festival gigs um, before this happened. They've obviously been cancelled. And um, the only gig that we had planned, because we'd been working on um, some recording in the winter, you know, when there's not, not so many uh, gigs going on, um, was actually at the Smokehouse. And that's now been postponed to November. But I hope at the end of November we'll be, you know, standing there, you know, in, enjoying ourselves, playing some live music, but we might not. So it's all kind of like up in the air at the moment. It, it feels like if a lot of these small venues don't survive this financially, the impact on the development of music could be generational because suddenly you have no or, or limited options for bands to come through and for people to discover them. Yeah, it's that's true. And it is very difficult because, you know, I've noticed 
that you know a lot of pubs now they they would rather just you know have a karaoke night than have the then put a band on you know it can be a big it can be a big hassle um and that's why these grassroots venues are so important like more than ever i think now because um you know i went i went to the smokehouse um uh to two really good gigs actually this year and um and you know and it's just a great atmosphere and and like you say it would just be sad because people will not be able to um you know discover you know new you know music or see see bands live and it's just a shame because it's just getting to the stage you know not everybody wants to listen to you know Ed Sheeran or not everybody wants to you know it's nice to have you know when I went to a, a when I went to one of the gigs I um went there to see uh, this female artist with some friends and she was um in this and she calls herself Fox and that was really really good but we the two other bands uh I think one's called Dystopian I've got a sticker here weirdly in front of me a dystopian sound collective and um you know that was <laughs> that was something special they at one point the female vocalist said i'm not in this song so she got out a pepper pig a giant pepper pig jigsaw <laughs> and then everybody was you know whilst the song was going on people were doing the the audience were putting the jigsaw together and then i think about <laughs> And I had the duration of the song to do it. And I think about 20 seconds before the song finished, she gave the last two pieces out that she'd hidden away. So we had that. And then before them, there was a band called uh, Anna's Bones, who I knew nothing about. And they were absolutely uh, fantastic. And I was like kind of blown away. And uh, they've they've actually just released their first single, uh, So, uh, at the beginning of this month, May. And I really recommend there was that was, you know, and it's like that. It's like, wow, you know, you're captivated by this band that you haven't seen before. Mm. And, um, you know, it'd be a shame because it's bands, you know, other like Anna's Bones and bands that are going to, that will end up, you know, suffering the most, I think. So people, that's, you know, the, the way is to have, you've got, got to have an online presence and um yeah and just you just got to the smokehouse is actually doing a brilliant thing where you um uh, where they're actually asking people to like local bands and artists to send stuff to them and then they are putting it on all their social media sites so that's a that's a good thing and um bbc suffolk where I am, but obviously BBC introducing all around the country, that's good as well. That's that's good because uh, they do uh, uh, shows and, and podcasts. And I think, I don't know if it's all the same, but on our uh, uh, BBC uh, radio station, they're actually, because the introducing show isn't going on, they are picking some songs and then giving it to the D- the DJs to actually play. So I think we sent in the Let's Be Grateful song that we recorded in the lockdown and um, that was played. But the yeah, that that's good. But yeah, we don't know. Let's let's hope that this 
that it's going to be sooner rather than later. You know, it's really interesting what you were saying, because I, I was just thinking about the number of times I've uh, gone to a gig and really enjoyed seeing, you know, the opening, the opening bands you may never have heard of. Mm. And it can be, I mean, sometimes it can be absolutely terrible, let's be honest. <laughs> but again, it's a question of taste. But yeah. sometimes it's been, it's been incredible. And those bands which I've seen, I've, it's been maybe two, three years, but then I've gone back to see them as headline bands and things. Yeah. And you, it's, it's when you get the chance to, uh, to find new music sometimes. I mean, that's the thing. I, you know, if you go to a gig because you, know you know who's headlining, mm. you know what you're going to get to some extent. But it's really exciting, actually, to, to see new music and not only that, but to actually discover it and think, wow, I, you know, I would never have intentionally found out about, about this specific band or singer or something. So I think it's really interesting that actually, you know, these venues, they do do so much to uh, encourage and, and support bands which are kind of up and coming or or even developing they haven't even found their sound yet but they might be trying to find an audience and you know and get the experience of playing live yeah and so you've got and so you've got the side of the bands which is really important but also i think you're right to highlight the you know the venues as well which which are really under pressure because obviously not only is you know are they you know, they closed at the moment but it's really unclear to what extent they can uh function in the near future if they were to open with all the distancing rules and things yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's it it feels like there's a a big space in the sort of fabric of cultural life when live music sort of disappears the way that it has done. I mean, this is purely selfish on my part, but uh, Easton and I first met at a gig mm. um, at the Corn Exchange in Cambridge, right. and and it it feels like well how how does life happen if you know just chance meetings like that can't happen what would have happened if we hadn't both gone to that gig yeah and met that night you know yeah. we, we wouldn't be interviewing you on this podcast for a start yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 strange yeah it's it's they are the good 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 places to be like-minded people uh as well and uh yeah, it, it's a shame because even before this, it's, you know, it is getting very difficult. It's getting difficult for bands. It's it, it's kind of like you had all the, you you had all the like uh, Napster stuff and that years ago, but it's now, and, and then so then you've, you've had everything and then, you know, the record companies were slow, but now the record companies have bought like a lot of the, the smaller labels and you know the, the they're fighting back and and it's a shame really because it, it's like the i mean the main reason i'm in a band is it's nice to it's nice to um have success and and stuff like that and you you know you can think about all of that but really it is you know it it's the the fact of you know being with your friends and creating something and and you know it doesn't always go right but when it does it's very rewarding and and that's and 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 that's a big thing i think you can tell on no matter what level a band or artist are on um you you can you can tell that if they're doing it for the right reasons or or if they're just basically going oh yeah i'm going to 
you know, I'm going to take a few, oh, that band and that band and that band are popular. I'm just going to, you know, basically play some of the, I'm going to play the same chords or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play that song backwards and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Again, I'm struggling to explain it properly, but yeah, it's, I think you can tell, you can tell the kind of, the the honesty there of the people are actually, they're getting, uh, they're, they're getting, they're getting excited by the by being creative and i think that's mm. it's sad that if people you know are not going to be able to to um to do that so obviously you know um you're in lockdown and and you mentioned you've been furloughed as well uh, outside of music what kind of things are you uh, engaging in you know are there any particular video games you're playing or or tv shows you've decided to go and binge watch to catch up on all the things that you've missed yes <laughs> i, I <laughs> everything every, that's the trouble there's there's yeah. where do i start there's I've, i i think it's um it is it's about like what i was saying earlier about not having not not doing too much of one thing so, so, so yeah, but I have played, a, I've watched a lot of, <laughs> a lot of TV. I've played a lot of, uh, video games, uh, listened to a lot of music, you know, it's, um, actually, uh, I, I'm not, it, well, I don't want to be too much of a downer, but I'm, I'm, I unable to be with my daughter at the moment. So, um, you know, which is sad, but. What is good is we are um, doing video calls and I prop, you know, the phone up in front of the telly and we um, play Animal Crossing and Bomberman and Mario Kart together. So we do that. And then we have occasionally, um, well, quite a lot. We uh, we do, we usually end up doing a dancer size at the end. <laughs> I make sure I draw the curtains so no one can see me out the window. But yeah, I do that just... <laughs> do that it's just uh it's just fun but yeah uh trying to think so uh we happy few is the game that i've I've just started playing that i've because it was in the sale and i've wanted to been put off by some reviews of that but i'm actually enjoying it i think it's uh, uh really good there's like prisoner elements in there and this some of the shots that come up before the uh uh um, you start the game while the game's loading. I'm sure the other day I like looked up and it looked like the uh, red room, or like the black lodge. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I can't wait till I get to that. But yeah, I've played played a lot of <laughs> played a lot of games and I've watched the uh, watched some films and yeah, just got just yeah, <laughs> just got to do what you can. But I recommend dancer sizing <laughs> until you start laughing you know, so much that you can't do it anymore because that's usually <laughs> how it ends up. On a side note, do you have any cherries in Animal Crossing? Because it's the one fruit that I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, uh, no, but I think my daughter has. I think I've got some cherries because I went to her island and got some. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. Oh, I, I can swap you for any other fruit. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So... Finally, what would be the ingredients that go into your personal homebrew to get you through the lockdown? Um, well, actually, I'll just say 
that's something that I will talk about that I found really good for the lockdown. So this can go in the homebrew or it could be my answer to your last question is um, uh, something called Mr. Biffo's found footage. Have you heard of that? No, probably not. Um, uh, did you used to use teletext? Much? Oh, yes. yeah. So yeah. Did yeah. you ever hear of a, did you ever used to read digitizer on channel four? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the man who did that, Paul Rose, he's, um, he started it a couple of, trying to think how long ago it was, maybe about three years ago, something called Mr. Biffo's found footage. Mr. Biffo is his name that he used to use on Digitizer because he didn't want to, uh, you know, he hated the way that games journalists were kind of like posing. Um, <laughs> but um, so basically found footage is a kind of stream of consciousness sketch show and it's and it's funny but it's got this kind of like sense of dread at the same time and it's uh it looks like it was recorded almost designed to look like it's recorded on vhs old vhs tapes uh-huh. and um and since lockdown um he's been doing mr biffo's lost footage and i would say that yeah, the last few episodes have been very, very good. And, and it's the kind of like, it's the kind of thing you want to watch late at night, you know, when you're a bit tired as well. It just gives it that extra because it is, a, it, is a, it is a sketch show, but then you discover there's this whole kind of world. And there's a Facebook page called Brannigan's Vortex, which gets into like all the different conspiracies and I know you like like the prisoner and Twin Peaks, so yeah. But yeah, and and there's bit and it's it's just if you can remember the digitizer humor. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, there's a character called uh, Gu John John or Zhu John John because of how the character pronounces Zhu Johns. It was actually <laughs> a fake advert that he put up on digitizer like years ago, and he's now like <laughs> it's now gone on to. Uh, it's now gone on to like help create this whole kind of uh, uh, world of uh, this kind of dystopian future, um, and then you're kind of you're looking as you're looking back at it with the VHS tapes. Um, you know things aren't in the same time, and uh, and the mu- the music's fa- fantastic. And the la- the very last episode that I think was out yesterday um, is called "How Babies Are Made." And it's basically showing you how babies are made, but not quite right. <laughs> and I was watching it and it kind of was making me laugh. And but there was this kind of like it was making me laugh more. And I was finding it a bit more disturbing because it reminded me of Boris Johnson's Stay Alert kind of waffle pre-record <laughs> he did the other day where it's like and I was thinking, well, maybe if I take the music from lost footage and put it over the top of Boris Johnson's message, I don't think it'd be much different because, (laughs) because, but I definitely recommend um, that's like, um, that's a hidden gem. And also on his, that's actually on the digitizer um, channel. So on there as well, he does at the moment, he's doing live streams uh, with his wife and um but usually he has loads of people on there and they do it started off like looking at kind of retro games 
but then it kind of and, and then they started doing things like getting uh, Nintendo the toys that Nintendo made before they made video games so it's like really oh, yeah. really interesting and then they started doing things like um, testing indoor fireworks but they accidentally uh, set off a firework indoors that was an indoor firework <laughs> um but yeah so you, you've got them on there as well so that's definitely something and, and the annoying thing was they were um they're doing a they were doing a digitizer live show at the end of july which i was really looking forward i was going to, uh, to see see with the keyboardist in the band we were going to go uh, go and see that and that's now been postponed uh, which is a shame because they do a whole thing and they do a thing called because I didn't go they did one last year and I didn't go they do a thing called the chunky fringe where I believe people can bring things in and I might be getting this wrong but people can bring things in and there's things going on all the day so I think you know it's a, a whole day out so um yeah it's a shame about that but I, that that's hopefully going to be uh it is still going to go ahead just don't know what you know whether it's going to be later this year or or next but yeah mr biffo's found footage in youtube and um yeah <laughs> hopefully you'll enjoy it yeah but it sounds like exactly the kind of thing that we'd love so we're definitely <laughs> yeah. going to go and check that out and it's um yeah and it, i think at the end of the first series well i'm saying i think i know <laughs> using my memory um there is like a kind of mini movie where it explains a lot and it has uh violet berlin in from uh what was the show called bad influence the old computer game show can you remember that it was on like oh gosh, children's children's itv game yeah. games master was on channel four yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so it, that's got violet berlin in, and there's like um uh Ian Lee is on there. Who used to be on the eleven o'clock show? I didn't like. I didn't like him when he was on the eleven o'clock show because he was um, not his own fault, but he he just got made to look like a kind of cut rate uh, Christopher Morris. But um, he's in he's in uh, the found footage, and he's really really funny. Um, him and this uh, other uh, really funny a person called Paul Gannon, uh, who does the, some of the digitizer videos as well. They're just playing like two brothers um who are trying to like make their own show they keep arguing and fighting so obviously i find that funny because it can be a bit like me and my brother <laughs> that, that's the trouble you know being in a flat being in lockdown in the flat um, I, I keep joking you know that we're gonna at the end of this we're gonna end up like richie and eddie from bottom <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sorry uh, to interrupt you <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's that what's that america is it jeopardy that was like that i gave the we're doing the questions in the wrong order <laughs> or the in the wrong order so kev we'd like to thank you for joining us telling us all about what you're up to during the lockdown and about uh flames of the lizard birds where can our listeners find you on on social media and and maybe uh listen to some of your music as well um i well we're obviously we're on uh, Facebook and, and YouTube and Bandcamp. If you go to Bandcamp, you can actually uh, you can download our music for free, or you can pay what you want. Um, so, you, you, or you can just stream it. Um, the easiest way to find us is to go onto YouTube, and uh, you can see our videos there. You can listen to our music, but also under each video, it's got all the links to all the places that I've just described and Instagram and everything. So you can go there. So the easiest way you can sample our music 
uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Just go to YouTube and type in Flames of the Lizard Birds. And uh, yeah, and that's where you can find us. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for all the the, the hours of uh, podcasts of yours that I've listened to over the years. <laughs> cool. Cheers. Thanks once again to Kev for joining us. It was a pleasure chatting to him all about his life under lockdown and his work with Flames of the Lizardbirds. And if you stay tuned, we're going to end the episode with uh, one of the songs recorded by Flames of the Lizardbirds, Get My Persona. So you can listen to that immediately after the end of this episode. And on our website, we've got lots of links that direct you to all of their bands, social media, websites, etc. Yep, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that on Twitter at TFCAA, on our Facebook page, Time for Cakes and Ale, or on our website, timeforcakesandale.com. But for now, from Time for Cakes and Ale, be be seeing you. you!